Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. I was just saying how much I love doing these podcasts because I learn something just listening to Anka as as much as thinking about the the topic in hand and, and what people, the, the people that we serve anyway, are going through right now. And so our title for today is, Are You Struggling With a Slow Start? So not everybody come January is leaping out of the gate like a horse or a, you know, a greyhound chasing its rabbit, etc. <clears throat> you know, we are... Uh, we're creatures of habit. We sometimes don't want to repeat the year we've had before. We might have had difficulties over Christmas. It's not always new year, new leap, is it? And often January is a different or a difficult month for people. Sometimes the winter is long. I mean, I've just taken my daughter to the schoolroom this morning. We've left in the dark. She'll come back in the dark. And there's something in the UK called Blue January, where on the 18th, we're not there yet, but on the 18th of January, it is classed as the most depressing day of the year. So note that probably in the newspapers. But the idea, why is it classed as the most depressing day of the year? Because Christmas has gone and all the festivities are over and the money hasn't yet arrived in most people's bank accounts at the end of January. And there's this kind of dry January. And I don't just mean non-alcohol, but a kind of dry January where this uh, where people have started their New Year's resolutions. They've started out with great gusto and they've fallen flat. They've relayed on the diet as it were or they they go out and they suddenly start networking don't know what to do first got the plan don't know where to start it's all of this confusion that can happen almost mid mid January that's really common because not everything is a quick start so what's the value of a slow start if people are struggling what's the value of a slow start I think what do you think I think a fast start is highly overrated. You know, if you look at a marathon runner, like your best marathon runner isn't the one who's racing like a maniac in the first kilometer, right? So, and I think, well, in a business context, I think there's really two, like two ways to look at this. There is our slow start, Mm -hmm. right? And that can actually happen. I mean, I've had lots of slow starts, especially (laughs) when, the year before was quite exhausting. When I came, when I come towards Christmas and I feel exhausted and run down, and then I give myself some time off over Christmas, then it feels like with every day that I'm stepping off the bus, I get more and more tired. So sometimes it's just a matter of listening to your body and actually giving the body the rest that it needs. You know, that you, you know, like again, the marathon runner, it's like, 
you know, the moment you come over the finish line, you just sort of drop off. And it often takes a lot longer to recover than the three, four days than we have planned and then we go again because we're so in this go, go, go mode that then that simply the body demands some attention. And I think it's in our best interest to give it that, you know, to slow down and, and ease back into the new year. So that's our end, you know. But then there's also this other end when it's like business is slow because people aren't buying, right? And I think that's a piece that where people can quite easily go into the war, down the worry rabbit hole. You know, what if I used to have that in my sewing business, like February was my dry month, right? <laughs> so when it was really like January, February, that was like, yeah, everybody was skinned after Christmas mm. and nobody was thinking of spring yet, you know? And so yeah, the yeah. first few years, every year I, I worried, what if it doesn't pick up again? You know, and it took me a few years to recognize the pattern. That's like, oh no, that's always the dip. So if you know that that's a dip in your business then you can plan around it, you know? So I think that's the part of how do you, how do you navigate a slow month in your business, you know, and, and how, is there something you can mitigate? Is there something you, how can you organize it? Because people are always worried about the ups and downs in income, you know? So, well, if January is one of those months for you, is there something you can do about it to even it out? Or can you just work around it? You know, if you have, if you have an ice cream business, yeah, January was, isn't going to be your really busy month unless you move, you go to Australia over the summer, right? So it's like, yeah, you know, but I think it's really from those, from, from those two angles that the slow, you know, January can really hit you. There's two, there's totally, there's two things there that I really heard and want to speak to. The first one was reminding me of my conversation with my daughter on the way to the school run. She's just got her January mocks starting for her kind of A-levels, her 16 to 8, you know, 8, 17, 18 year old um, exams. And I noticed over Christmas, she had that very same thing. She really needed to down tools over Christmas. And I totally did myself. I've never probably felt so tired over Christmas. And as you mentioned, she said to me, she said, I was so tired she said it took me those full two weeks to really catch up on sleep and she said I know that if I'd have tried to overstudy or over worry then it just it wouldn't have worked for me and when I thought about my own uh, I think about our own journey particularly when you're building something and you might not have enough evidence in your business as to what months become slower and they don't you're still in that huge building phase is it's really easy to put pressure on yourself before you're ready. And I think there's a real importance to understand, again, understand yourself and your body as to when you're, when you're really gearing up for something, for instance, we've got a challenge coming up, you know, lovely five day challenge, um, which probably by the time somebody has listened to this in a year's time will have gone. <laughs> but at the same time as, as that, I can feel a sense of gearing up to a small project, that I can put my energy into a small project. But if I try and think too far ahead to the whole year's plan, that, you know, all the things that need to be done, that becomes really overwhelming. 
And so actually taking things, being slow, being methodical about one thing after another, I found pays off. It's There's an old adage, isn't it? It's supposed to be the Navy SEALs motto, which is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I think there's just a difference between thinking that having a slow start indicates something about your future and having a slow start indicates something that there's wrong with you that you might be just going at things at the pace that you need to. I want to just give people a little bit of permission to actually recognise where they are. There is a big difference between that and deliberately feeling a sense of resistance holding back. There's a big, big difference. The the resistance, you know it, right? If you're resisting, you know it. You know, I think if you're just sort of oh, I have this heavy feeling and you can't get going, you know, I really think being, you know, giving yourself some slack is like step number one. And and also, you know, what you were saying, I think making the next step so tiny that even your monkey mind can't talk you out of it, I think that is really critical because it's, you know, so often, you know, and we are, and especially in the whole, with the whole, in the whole context of planning, it's so often we kind of put whole projects on our to-do list, right? There is like, okay. oh, you know, plan, you know, set up challenge. That's like a thing on the to-do list, right? That's yeah. a project, right? Yeah, so yeah, they, right. And, and, and so if the thing on the to-do list feels like, oh, you know, can't get myself to do it, then well, break it into 10 steps. Right. And so, so often, like I like we're doing that all the time, you know, in 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 calls in the visible club, somebody will come and have this like, okay, so what's the tiniest next step? Well, I need to find the email addresses of the three people I want to contact. Okay, do that now. Oh yeah, I can do that. You know, you want to get to this place where you go, oh well, I can do that. You know, in my sewing business, I used to when I had these like, oh, can't get myself. I would literally say, well, okay, just go in there and put the right color cone on the machines. <laughs> oh, well, I can do that. I mean, even when I'm really tired, even if I don't feel like it, I can put the right color thread on the machine. You know, and sometimes that was all that I could do that day, you know, and sometimes, well, I might as well clear out the, the cutting table and next thing I know I'm cutting something, right? And sometimes... Mm -hmm. That's just it. But I think the more you look at how you can break down the, 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 the task at hand in smaller than you think chunks, that makes it so much easier to get going. Yeah, I, I absolutely it just reminds me of the book by uh, I think it's David Allen getting things done. So let me save you reading this whole book about getting things done and a, and a more creative avoidance, because he just describes the difference between a project and a task. And a task is anything that takes you about two to five minutes maximum to do, like a task, a quick phone call, putting the cone on, et cetera, you know, finding two or three emails. That's a task. A project is all of the tasks that make up that, you know, putting the challenge together, you know, cutting out a new dress, um, you know, creating a week's social media that is all a project and if we can understand and stop trying to actually worry that 
you can't put whole projects together. You can't. It's that whole idea of like, how do you eat the elephant in tiny, tiny bite-sized chunks? So we're going to talk about that on our next podcast. So in the meantime, if you feel like you're struggling with a slow start, just give yourself permission to actually chunk this down and join us on the next podcast. We'll be showing you exactly how to do that more effectively. So in the meantime, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. Visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.